And good evening. generation a voice arrives on the scene that speaks of the aspiration the hopes the dreams for all of the mankind of his time and that voice is now being brought to you by this concerned station uh, hello gang hey george can nice to have an announcer now <laughs> you know come on and introduce me you know like here's johnny Here's Big Chef. <laughs> He's on the air there. I just want to point out it's beginning to happen. The first head-on crash between bicycles was just reported. That's right. From Brussels. Brussels. It's two people crashed head-on with bicycles. You know the bicycle cuckoos always claim it. Crashed head-on. And one of them suffered a broken jaw, and the other suffered a fractured skull. So it's uh, beginning to happen, gang. I knew it would. Uh, George, you remember the uh, you remember the roller skate traumas, huh? Of course you do. Everybody does. Hey, whatever happened to paper dresses? Don't you remember about a year or two ago, everybody's you know they opened up with all these boutiques with the paper dresses and remember the throwaway suits? Did anybody ever buy any of that junk? I mean, you know, suits made out of Kleenex and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I uh, would also like to salute uh, Portugal. Only but a little country like Portugal would uh, put on its stamps. Uh, did you get the most recent stamp? I'd like to show you. You as an engineer may be curious about this. That on the new Portuguese stamps, the four centavo stamp, if you're curious, which is ordinary mail and not air mail, the four centavo stamp, it's uh, a beautiful stamp. And what does it show but the cross-section of a coaxial cable? For you engineering types out there? And, of course, uh, coaxial cable's a big deal in Portugal. They just got it, apparently, <laughs> so they have a cross-section. Incidentally, we also received a copy of the newest Hungarian stamp. And for those of you who are uh, fans of borderline pornography, the Hungarian stamp shows a small child in a beautiful woodcut performing a natural function. Right there in clear print. And uh, so things are moving everywhere on the stamp world. So if you please, a, a little uh, culture, please. It's culture time. 
all together now. Let's sing it out. sakes. A lot of people do. They say that the uh, hormones take care of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Herb's glasses clouded up. Uh, we have a note here from uh, one of the listener types, and he asks a very good question. He says, aren't there any female chauvinists? Well, uh, glad you asked that question. I would suggest that you ask either Gloria Steinem or... Betty Friedan asked that question of them. I'm in no position to discuss female chauvinists here, being neither a chauvinist nor a female. Chauvinism, incidentally, is a new religion. First Church of Reform Chauvinism. You can uh, join that. Get out there and, you know, plug your own cause, yell and holler, and say that God is on your side. And by the way, how are you doing these days with the devil? Hmm? We also have a question. Uh, another listener says, I got the thinking further about those little blue comic books. Remember those little blue comic books? One's about Tilly the Toiler and all that. He says, I got to uh, wondering about those little blue comic books. He says, I wonder if nowadays they feature the Peanuts gang. Or maybe Miss Peach. I don't know. Not keeping up with comic books like I used to. I mean, somehow I don't find comic books uh, as zingy. Uh, let's see. We have one more note here. Kind of sad thing happened to Santa Ana, California. Thought we'd bring it to your attention that the uh, excitement is busting out all over the world here. Uh, Wayne Gillespie, 20, and two friends were en route to a party. Their car crammed with a highly explosive gas. 
the, <laughs> the gaily colored balloons, they had balloons in their cars, they had been filled with oxycetylene, meant for welding torches. And the party effect was to have been a ringing pop. You know, they were going to bring it to the party and then put a, you know, put a match to one of them, stick a cigarette up there, pow, you know. But the trio never reached the party, unfortunately, because one of the guys in the back seat lit a cigarette. It was a gigantic explosion. All the windows flew out. Guys' hats flew off. One guy's glasses were found two and a half blocks away. However, they only had minor injuries, but it was a very exciting morning. So, gang, tonight we'd like to once again salute man's aspirations, as humble as they are, reaching forever to the galaxies in an attempt to somehow bring beauty and truth to what otherwise would be a veil of tears. So tonight we are saluting Ark in all of its forms. We are saluting all those attempts man has made to liven up existence. It's a long, hard pull up the ladder of life as we climb ever upwards towards God knows what. As we struggle upwards towards eternity, man is greasing the way with various types of art and attainment. So let us all sing together tonight. Man's attempts, however feeble, are nevertheless noble. After all, it is an established fact that no squirrel has as yet written an opera. Certainly camels have been lax in the rock in the rock music department. Uh, however, there are a few polar bears that have mastered the piccolos and flutes. And at least one seal that I know played for a good while in a recording band, of course, due to the fact that there's a lot of uh, racial prejudice against seals showing up down at the five spot, you know, blowing their trumpets. Uh, he played pretty well throughout the New York area in recording and studio bands. Many of you probably have a recording in which he is featured. Fantastic lip with very little ideas, but his heart was in his right place. It is only man who brings all these things together. As Chris Schenkel says it so often. Yeah, they're putting it all together, gang. So sing. Sing, sing. The excitement of, of your life, your time. The excitement, the joy of nightly turning on the Mike Wallace show. The excitement of watching Johnny Carson interview Jaja Kabor and Victor Borga. Great, massive, cultural objects of our time. Not to mention, of course, Merv Griffin. Nightly donning his fright wig to go on the air. And here we go. All together now, gang, sing it out. <laughs> Who is that? <laughs> Thank you, thank you. That's enough of that. We, we, we just salute enough uh, culture, and then, you, of course, you start getting a headache and affect your digestion. Hmm. We've got a couple of dinghies here. For, for example, we've been getting letters from people. Please don't write to us about these flying birds. 
They're kind of a sensation all over Europe. In fact, a lot of people have brought them back. Some have brought them back from very esoteric places, and they come from France. And they look like uh, flying birds. They really do fly, too. Uh, they're guaranteed to fly, as a matter of fact. They go something like 600 feet at about uh, 30 or 40 feet high. Off the, they, they really gain altitude. They're wild-looking things, and they're ornithopters. They fly by flapping their wings. <laughs> and they look like the birds that uh, Leonardo da Vinci drew. And they're 16 inches across, and they're really quite pretty. And they come along with replaceable rubber bands, and they work. And you don't have to put it together. Well, actually, you have to assemble it. It's not a kit or anything like that. You just put the wings on and, and snap them together and wind it up, and she goes. It is not battery-operated. I don't know where you got that idea, but it is not. Somebody wrote me to ask me. Now, if you'd like to order one of these, the price is three ninety-eight per each. And that ain't bad for what this thing does, believe me. Three ninety-eight per each, and uh, you send a check or a money order. Not to me, but to Flying Birds. Flying Birds, Department S, as in SAP, Post Office Box 1909-199, Grand Central Station, New York, New York. And the zip is 10017. So, uh, let's see, we have another one there? How about Great Western? That sounds good. Hit it. Say, I just learned something about wine. Great Western has a <coughs> kicky set of booklets called A Little Something. <coughs> Each one tells you a little something about their great wines. <coughs> and you get them free from your local wine merchant. <coughs> this one says, Look for the word Solera on a Sherry or Port label. It's the only assurance you have that the wine has been put through the traditional oak cask aging and blending process. Two excellent New York State Solera wines are Great Western's Cocktail Sherry, a pale, dry, before-dinner wine, and Great Western's Solera Port, a rich-tasting dessert wine. Try one. You'll see why they're called great. Great Western wine And you thought we'd only made great champagne Great Western, made by the Pleasant Valley Wine Company, Hammondsport, New York. Somehow I like, yeah, that's a good wine there. Somehow I like the idea of, uh, <laughs> I better not. This is WOR New York. Yes, sir, by George. And, uh, of course, it's the home of the WOR Xmas Fund. And for those of you who have not contributed, you still have time. It's a great uh, charity. So you just send your dough in the WOR Children's Christmas Fund. It's a fund to send all the kids of all the executives here, WOR, to a Vacation down in the Caribbean, and uh, it's going to be a it's a, going to be a lot of fun. They tell me, Box Seven Ten, Times Square Station, New York One Double O Three Six. I'm sorry, that's a that's a joke, George. <laughs> I have to explain. That's a joke, joke, joke. No, the the Christmas fund is uh, for the idea of buying gifts for all the kids that are in hospitals around this area. I mean, no matter who they, you know, they may even be the kids of the program director. It's everybody. And uh, it's a good good charity. WR's Children's Christmas Fund, Box 710, Times Square Station, New York, 10000036. Yes, sir. Okay, now we've done it all, right? Listen, I, I don't know quite how to bring this up, but uh, I, I, I find that, uh, that I'm beginning to miss a lot of stuff I never thought I would miss, you know? Well... For example, I, I uh, you know, it's a terrible thing to get nostalgic over Marlboro Country. I miss Marlboro Country. It, uh, you know, every couple of minutes I used to 
to be in Marlboro country. You know the old days, you remember Marlboro country? All those, you know, those hard-looking hombres riding into the sunset there, puffing away on their Marlboros. Remember that crowd? You know, and all them bulls and cows and all them things that ran around and snorted. That was a great place. I've never found any place. I travel all over the country. I never did find Marlboro country, but uh, it's gone forever now, like Oz. I also miss uh, that crowd that was always trying to take uh, the country out of uh, Salem. You remember that gang? Or was it taking the Salem out of the country or something? Remember that chick sitting under the tree there singing that one? I miss that gang. I wonder where they are now. It must be some place where all those people who lived in the cigarette... Remember the crowd that used to show up with a black eye? Who was that gang? You remember that gang? What were they doing? Why did they have the black eye? That's right. They'd rather fight than switch. Of course, that final black eye took them off the air entirely. That was the end of it. Now, wherever they are... By the way, I saw a guy have a big fist fight the other day in the, in the cigar store here right on the Broadway... Right next to the station. I walked in. I walked right... You know, I'm always walking right into the nasty situation. The guy having a big fight there. And, I, and the, the clerk kept hitting him. That guy had a rubber truncheon. Kept hitting him on the head. And the guy with the rubber truncheon kept hollering, You're going to take lucky strikes or else. And there's a crack in the head. And this guy was fighting him. Man, Billy be damned. Turns out, of course, he was a... He was a... He was a Terryton smoker. And uh, they finally knocked him out cold in the mackerel. Stuffed his pockets full of luckies and took his dough and threw him out on the street. He lost that fight, but uh, he went down fighting. I guess it's kind of good to see people sticking to their, you know, to their beliefs. It's, uh, I like to see that. People got something to believe in. I, I, the other day I saw a guy, oh, it's terrible. I'm, I'm driving along the turnpike, and uh, it was kind of raining, snowing bad. They was out here on Jersey Turnpike seeing, and I see a guy pulled off, you know, where it says emergency pull off there, and his hood was up, and he was crying. It was terrible. And I thought he was in trouble. See, he was. I stopped there, and uh, he was he was really broken up. The guy was sitting down in the mud. He was just sitting down there in a puddle, you know. You hate to see a grown man crying. He was crying. I said, what's the matter? And he just couldn't talk. You know, he was sobbing. And I said, what's the matter? And he says, well, I believed in that car. And uh, you know the car that you, at last there's something to believe in. Well, he, he, he did, and unfortunately the hood was up, but one of the hoses flew off, and the water squirted all over the windshield, and... There he was, his faith blasted again. Blasted. Blasted like the hopes and dreams of springtime. My God. And that ain't a cigarette I'm talking about. Oh, sir. Well, there's some guys that finally say the only thing I believe in is beer. I believe in beer. Heard guys say, no, that's not me. I'm not one of those. You know, I'm, I'm not a beer type. Once in a while, I have a glass. That's it, you know. But uh, I like to see a man who believes in things. Where do you yeah, my Uncle Carl believed totally in beer. And uh, he did. He, uh, he used to drink maybe upwards 10, 15, 20 gallons a day. You know, on good days when the wind was right. The sun was in the right the solstice. Isn't that what the sun gets into? A solstice? I think so, yeah. But you better keep it out of your chickens. Let the sun get into the solstices, but uh, keep it away from the chickens. And uh, nevertheless, uh, he... he <laughs> He believed in beer, 10, 15, 20 gallons a day. And then one day, my aunt sent him out for some uh, summer sausage, actually. 15 cents worth of summer sausage, sliced thin, and down at the uh, deli. And he never showed up. Never showed up again. He decided to go on a pilgrimage, apparently. Well, you know, after all, every good religion ultimately calls for a pilgrimage. you got to go someplace. 
men will make a pilgrimage sacrifice. So he did. He went on a nationwide tour of all the dives in the country. It was a beer tour. And uh, they didn't hear from him for 20 years. That's the truth. He was on a pilgrimage. And uh, they never heard from him. And they did get one postcard, scrawled. It was from the uh, Salvation Army Mission in, in San Francisco. And it was uh, kind of a bad-looking letter. I saw it. They still have it at home there, where Uncle Carl... It's, it's the only thing they've heard from him ever. It was kind of a thumb-printed thing, and it said, Wished you were here. He always put a T in there. Wished you were here, Carl. And you could smell the suds. I don't know where he was getting them, but uh, apparently he was drying out for a while there in the Salvation Army mission. We never heard from him again, but of course, you see, he was a religious man. That's right. And uh, I, uh, well, religion can be almost anything. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to celebrate. Do you know that, that uh, next, next week, uh, uh, one week from tonight, important day, for those of you who don't know about it, one week from tonight was the day, and it will eventually be celebrated by all religious people, that Ralph Nader replaced St. Christopher. And, uh, and uh, it was a very important day. Yes, I think eventually uh, you'll have, you know, little St. Nader stamps and all that. People will go to the shrine. It'll be 400, two, maybe 300 years from now. But a man is never appreciated in his lifetime, especially when he wears a crown of thorns. No, no, I, I tried wearing one the other night to Jilly's. <laughs> I mean, you could get away better with a brass derby there. Crown of thorns. Guy says, what's the matter with your hair? It's sticking up all over. I said, well, I don't want to talk about it, but uh, I'm kind of a practicing martyr. He said, what's that got to do with your hair? It's sticking up all over the place. Why don't you go to the back and comb it? I says, comb it here in Jilly's? Nobody's, nobody's combed his hair here for the last 150 years at least. I mean, you know, now that uh, Frank Gifford has taken to wearing a fright wig, too, I guess we're all in it. So at that point, uh, I just figured the hell with a crown of thorns. Actually, actually, it itches a lot. Any of you have had any experience with crowns, especially thorn types, it itches. Oh, by the way, there's been a new movement uh, that I think you ought to... Remember the old days when they used to raise money by auctioning off, uh, you know, paintings of celebrities and all that jazz? Well, I see a big thing. Uh, see, I think we're way behind here in the East. The actual social movements of our times, way behind. Uh, we, we tend to think we're ahead, but actually uh, we're ahead in being behind. In other words, we're leading the country in backwardness now. It used to be that we used to lead the country in the you know, forward-looking, uh, all that jazz. Oh, no, New York streets, roughly, resemble the streets of, uh, I would say, Bogoslava, Yugoslavia, around the 1850s. Right, I mean... Uh, Triple parked cars, guys selling hot dogs, vendors all up and down the street there selling phony leather belts and stuff. You know, so it's got an old world atmosphere now. We're slowly slipping back into the ancient days. And I expect eventually guys be squatting in doorways with uh, baskets filled with hooded cobras playing on flutes. and You know, the whole shtick, it's, it's going to go all the way. Well, uh, that's, uh, that's all right. That's, uh, you know, that's, uh, we're, we're the last bastion of... Uh, of barbarism out here, and we're kind of proud of it now. And uh, I would like to salute tonight, if I may, Seattle, Washington. Never believe Seattle. Oh, yes. As I've often said, it's coming down from the West Coast this way. Seattle was raising dough for the uh, ACLU, you know? You know who the ACLU is, right? Well, they were raising money. 
And uh, it says, I read the item sent to us by one of our... Uh, oh, for heaven's sakes, I told you. How many times have I told you? Tel Aviv. How many times have I told you that, that, that Playboy magazine is far more appreciated around the world than it is here? It is. You know, it's uh, not as a sex magazine. Literally, I mean, you know, very important type magazine. Tel Aviv. Burglars broke into a municipal library in Tel Aviv Sunday. But police said they left all the books alone and stole 1,000 copies of Playboy. Now, nobody can tell me why they had 1,000 copies of Playboy in the, <laughs> in the library in Tel Aviv, but they did. <laughs> 1,000, I repeat, 1,000. Now, uh, maybe you're not aware of what 1,000 copies of Playboy are worth in a place like uh, Israel. Well, Playboy goes for roughly $6 a shot over there. Yeah. You better believe it, friends. Six bananas, six big ones. And uh, you go to Australia where you have to see it's, it's banned in uh, large parts of the world. Yeah, you can't get Playboy. So if you get yourself a rubber rowboat and uh, you load it up with, say, about 5,000 copies of Playboy, and you row into certain countries I know around here, that's, that, that goes quicker than heroin. Let me tell you, and a lot more expensive, because those countries make heroin, you know. <laughs> it's Playboy you can't get in those countries. And then uh, I know I, I met I met an underground uh, Playboy runner. You know, it's like a, you know how you always talk about rum runners and, and guys that run uh, run smack and all that kind of stuff. Well, this guy was a Playboy runner, skulking looking guy. Yeah, and and the the international surette. You, know, you ever hear of Interpol? International cops, you know these these uh, the fuzz, the big ones. Oh yeah, these guys these guys are all James Bond types, and uh, they were after him. I mean, he was obviously a dangerous type. And uh, Playboy, yeah, Playboy. You guys in this country don't know what you got. I'm serious. I'm very serious. A lot of people do not realize you can get arrested in many countries just for having a copy of Playboy, and not because of the pictures. It's because of the of the uh, philosophy and all that. That's right. I'm telling you the truth, and you may not believe it, but that's your problem, friend. <laughs> I mean, I didn't believe the Wright brothers either, you know. So <laughs> I didn't make them wrong, the Wright brothers. And I'm just telling you the truth, Fred, the truth. However, I would like to... Uh, I'm, t I'm absolutely telling you the truth. It amazes Americans, you know. We don't realize... We really don't realize how free we are. We really don't. The average guy walking around, you know, guys, he doesn't know that in many countries... And these are countries which are constantly yelling at us about other things. In many countries, you can't you can't so much as, as walk out of your hotel without turning in your uh, papers. And, uh, you know, every five minutes you walk down the street and somebody says, well, let me see your papers. I, nobody's asked me that in a long time. I don't know what I'd show them. I mean, if, if I was walking down 6th Avenue, the guy comes up and says, well, it's your papers, please. And he flashed at you. I, I don't know what I show him. My post? My morning telegraph? What would I show him? You know, would I show them, uh, you know, uh, the Pornographic Weekly or something, whatever it is I got? You know the, you know that they've got a porno digest out now? Yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a digest of all, you know, really good pornographic stuff culled from all the pornographic magazines that you might have missed. And uh, they, have, they have a porno digest. Are you aware that they also now have a porno book club? Yeah, yeah, the porny of the month. That's right, and you can subscribe to it, you know, and you get cut rates. I mean, if you if you buy uh, if you buy the porny of the month, and uh, <laughs> comes to your prey, of course, it comes in a plain brown sealed wrapper, and uh, naturally, 
In fact, I, I, I think everything gets more exciting if it comes in a plain brown seal wrapper. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think mini pants, you know, mini skirts and all that jazz. You remember when they had mini skirts? But I don't think hot pants do it. I, I mean, the chick that would really want to make it big at any party would come sealed in a plain brown wrapper. And I want to tell you, every guy in the place would go out of his bird. Yeah. <laughs> and on the, on, on, you know, she'd have printed on the side for, uh, for qualified art students only. You must be over 21. And man, I want to tell you, <laughs> man, it would go all the way. Well, uh, of course, uh, yeah, of course we have this, uh, have this confusion about, uh, about culture anyway. It's, it's been bugging us for years. And I would like to point out that Seattle's really on the right track. That the ACLU had a big auction you had to raise dough out there. And what do you think they auctioned off? The bidding for the first big prize was a vasectomy. You don't know what it is, a vasectomy? You imagine raising dough by, uh, by auctioning off operations? They did. They auctioned off an operation. Don't you know what a vasectomy is? Well, uh, that's your homework for tonight. I'll not tell you what it is, except that you can get your dictionary and pick it up and uh, go back to the V's. It is spelled V-A-S, right? V-A-S-E-C-T-O-M-Y, a vasectomy. Uh, Jerry, you can tell the gang in there what a vasectomy is so that they know. And they auctioned off one there at the ACLU <laughs> as a prize. And by the way, it brought 50 bucks, which is pretty cheap for that particular operation, very cheap. And uh, the bidding opened for a vasectomy. At first, the crowd, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from the, uh, from the report, which is from the Oregonian. And it's a report uh, from Seattle uh, moving, because uh, I think, wait, wait till the day down here when the YMHA auctions off a nose job. You know, 500,000 guys are down there cheering. And uh, that's, that's exactly, yeah, <laughs> that's what happened here. It says, the bidding opened for a vasectomy. And, you know, it's a charity thing. At first, the crowd was... A, very silent. There was about 150 people sitting there on their hands, see. And uh, so the auctioneer says, All right, folks, it's not necessarily for yourself or for your spouse. Maybe it's for a friend. It would make a very special Christmas gift. Yes, that's true. Uh, I have one friend that has 17 kids already. I can just imagine me giving him this for Christmas. And I don't know how to go over, probably like a lead blimp. But anyway, the auctioneer, Michael Rosen, is Seattle attorney and state executive director of the American Civil Liberties Union, cheered and hollered, All right, here it's going. It's going now. It's not necessarily for you or your friends. It's for a special Christmas gift. Get behind it. Rosen and John Junker, a University of Washington criminal law professor, called for the bid Saturday night for a Seattle ACLU benefit auction, which drew about 150 people. They started out with $30. Some guy in the back hollered, $30. Oh, come on, $30 for a vasectomy. Are you kidding? Let's get that bidding going. And they start a hammer, you know, with the hammer there. And uh, it finally, the, by the way, this particular operation usually goes for 150 bucks. Well, then a voice came out of the crowd. The bidding started, see. A voice came out of the crowd and it says, Hey, hey, you guys. Why is it that the, it's the women that's doing all the bidding on this operation? Now, if you know what the operation is, you'll understand why he was protesting it. Did you tell him in there what the operation is, gang? All right. Uh, anyway, the vasectomy went for 50 bucks, which was a real deal, see? And uh, 10 small etchings by a local artist bought prices from $10 to $20. 
not much happened. And then uh, later on, a year's supply, listen to this, Jerry, you're going to miss this one, a year's supply of birth control pills went for 15 bucks, and there was spirited bidding on that one. And uh, it went for 15 bucks. This, this opens up a whole new area of auctions. <laughs> Think of some of the great stuff you could auction off, man. <laughs> I mean, you know, a year's supply of birth control pills for 15 bucks. Drafting of a will. And, uh, this was a lawyer. Yeah you, oh, yeah, you know what it costs to get a will drafted? I have not had any wills drafted, but I have had friends who have. And one guy came back after they drafted his will and said, forget it, I, I'm not leaving a will. So it cost me more money to draft a will than I got to leave, see? So he, oh, it's expensive. They let a will go for 20 bucks. Now, I kind of like this one. Three hours of psychotherapy went for 35 bucks. <laughs> all right, folks, all right, folks. We are now auctioning off 14 and a half hours of group therapy. Join one of the famous groups in this area, led by Dr. Oski Aschenschlager, a famous group therapy session. Have you been suffering late at night, waking up screaming at 3 o'clock in the morning? Have you been going around pulling straws out of your hair? Yes, what you need is 14 hours of group therapy. It's going, going, gone. Yes, the lady in the back there, wearing uh, three pairs of glasses. Yes, what did you say? $75? That's not bad. All right, let's go. 75 once. Oh, the gentleman over there wearing the tinfoil derby. I see. Yes. The guy there is carrying the daggers in his belt. All right, what do you bet? You bet $85? 85 once. 85 once. Group therapy going. Group therapy going. Going gone to the man with the daggers in his belt with the tinfoil derby. And may you enjoy your psychotherapy sessions. Yeah, all right, let's sing. Come on, let's all get in there. I, I, I feel like a little culture coming over me.
Do you like that herb? I know you're sensitive, and I didn't want to do anything that bothered your day. But, uh, really, uh, you have to be careful of this. Uh, oh, yeah, l- last week, one of the engineers just got up and walked out. I had to wing it for the last 20 minutes. He was gone. Just wouldn't show up again. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, by the way, I, I kind of like that uh, that new auction. It's not a bad idea. And that, I'm, I'm not kidding. This is an exact auction that happened last week or so in the Seattle. There were other things that went on that auction. You curious what they were? A macrobiotic cooking lessons. Spirited bidding went on that one. You know how to cook kasha and all that kind of stuff. A mushroom hunting trip next spring with a famous mushroom hunter. Also, they uh, had five songs by a local soprano at a meeting of your choice. There was very little bidding on that one. However, Louisiana cornbread. And uh, this is the kind of thing I like. Would you please bring me a little more of that? Uh, yeah. This, this uh, to me, I'd love to sit on this one. All right, now, let's take a look at lot number 422. Lot number 422. Beginning the bidding now is a one-hour discussion by experienced television panel people. A one-hour discussion on women's lips. One hour discussion on women's lip. We will begin the bidding at ten dollars. Ten dollars. Yes, the short fat lady over there with the cigar. You bid ten dollars? All right, ten dollars once. Oh yes, there's another bid. The lady over there, uh, the one with the mustache. How much do you say? Twelve dollars. Twelve dollars once. Twelve dollars twice. Remember, this is an incomplete panel, just like the kind you see on television, angrily shouting at the MC and accusing him of male chauvinism. This will be held at whatever place you choose to have it. At your bridge party. Perhaps at your Turkish bath. Wherever you'd like to have this woman's lip discussion. A one-hour discussion by qualified late-night television talkers. And all of us know how important they are in our time. All right, $12 to the lady with the mustache. Going once. Ah, here's another bed. The lady up there in the... No, you're not a lady. I see. The one up there on the balcony. Uh, What did you say, sir? I'm sorry, I don't know. I, I, I have to apologize to you just for a moment. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were a lady at first. The man up in the balcony, you say $15? $15 once? Well, one hour of woman's lib discussion, $15 twice? And gone! Gone to the man up there in the balcony. The man in the blonde wig and the polka dot address. One hour of woman's lib discussion. Is that thing resetting itself? Oh, oh, they have another one, too. Uh, kind of like this one. Uh, let's see. Uh, they also gave away the services for two nights of a babysitter. Delivered, quote, to a dinner for two, and a dinner for two delivered to your home in a 1940 popcorn wagon. Got very exciting. One... Uh, <laughs> One bidder offered $30 for a jury trial of your choice. Then bid $35, even though her previous offer had not been topped by others. Man, I'm just really ripped, Rosen said after auctioning off for the first items. Michael, what was that spiel you worked out to make people bid? Junker asked as he took over the auction block. Whatever the spiel, it brought 1500 bucks to the Seattle ACLU. So for any of you out there now... We're planning a fundraising. Get rid of that uh, old idea of having the cookie sale. You know, the cookie sale. Uh, that has always used to be good. You know, the, the uh, penny supper, that doesn't work anymore. Now, it, the cookie sale may work if you auction off, uh, say, four or five batches of cookies made with uh, Alice B. Toklas's famous recipe, 
calling for hashish brownies, which was very good. I understand for those of you know those friends of mine who have had. The, have you heard of hashish brownies? Yes, indeed. I'm sure you have. They certainly make a party go. Well, uh, nevertheless, yes, indeed. Uh, you may try that one. I, I, you know, of course, in this day of uh, you know of, uh, of uh, t- anything goes. Just think, think what you uh, you could auction off. Let's say at the at the PTA, uh, you can auction off uh, a year's supply of tickets to the pornographic movie house of your choice. You know, you can attend even press previews of porny movies, you know, to play 42nd Street places. Now, at last, uncut. The un- unexpurgated version, at long last, playing New York. <laughs> wow. <laughs> or what went on up there that night. Yes, indeed. And, uh, by the way, wouldn't it be great to auction off a role in a porny movie? If you've always, uh, you know, it's one thing to watch them, but another thing to be right there where the action is. And you're allowed the costume of your choice. You know, if you want to come on there with the black socks and the big black mustache and all that stuff, well, uh, that, uh, the... <laughs> I'll bet you'd raise all kinds of dough in certain areas. <laughs> Be in the movies, yeah. Of course, you could do it for both sexes, too, you know, after all. You know, could that be... I, I wonder, wait till, wait till the day is going to come when they have an ugly people porny. You know, that's uh, kind of be exciting, I think. Uh, oh, what's the matter, Herb? That would contact the people where they live. And that uh, really would. Uh, and of course, uh, things are changing rapidly. I mean, what with coaxial cable getting on stamps. And, uh, yeah, it's just, wait, till, wait, till they have a, wait till they have a nice uh, design of a printed circuit. You know, it's a cathode follower circuit or something like that. Real esoteric. And the salute cathode followers. Uh, don't you know what a cathode follower is? Well, did, 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 don't you know that the, that the, there is a town in Bulgaria known as Cathodia, or it's called Cathode in the Eastern European maps? Cathode, yes, Cathode Bulgaria. And a lady of the streets in that town is known as a Cathode follower. You know, it's derived from camp followers. Follow A, follow A, follow us, which is the Latin. <laughs> so long! <laughs> Our engineer just left. You know that it was seriously uh, suggested uh, in uh, Congress one day here not long ago because a lot of serious suggestions made in Congress, but it really was a serious suggestion made in Congress the other day that a stamp be struck to uh, to salute and to commemorate the 150th anniversary of the establishment of the city dump system. Did you know that 150 years ago, they didn't have city dumps. They just threw stuff out in the back. Well, of course, that's we're getting back to that. But uh, nevertheless, uh, the city dump system is, an, is a known thing around the country. And they were going to have this beautiful stamp with a, you know, with a kind of a, uh, a city dump at twilight done by, uh, you know, a recognized painter. You know, like Leroy Neiman does the city dump at twilight. Uh, you know, part of the sporting scene. And, uh, you know, shows the rats running around the whole thing. I, I, I kind of like that. Well, let's uh, I mean, after all, you know, people wait in line now for a qualified tourist tour of the sewers of Paris. And, I mean, they really go down to the sewers, the real sewers. You know? And I think that would really work here in New York. Although somebody pointed out that we do have now already 
in New York, a, a tour of the sewers of New York. It's called the Circle Line Trip. But, uh, <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't buy that. I mean the real sewers, you know. I just see myself on a rubber railroad down there under 34th Street, pointing out the points of interest uh, as they go floating by. Would you please uh, bring up the uh, thing there? That's it. It's been an exciting night, hasn't it, gang? Sure has. Uh, George. Yes, sir. The hysterectomy is now going once for $150, going twice for that. I, I like, I particularly like that salute to man's, uh, man's cultural achievements. Speaking of cultural achievements now, you only got a couple of days to get a hold of a copy of my new record. They're going fast. The, the, uh, I almost said something bad there. It's called The Declassified Gene Shepherd. The people have a right to know. It's on Mercury, so you get out there and buy it and give it to somebody you really hate for Christmas. He's all confused, you know.